Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Trade Talk with LA ACO. Uh, it's been a few weeks. Um, I wanted to see what the markets were looking like and how things would play out before I started recording any new episodes. And uh, I have a lot to share. Uh, the first episode that I'm going to be going over is um, I feel there's another play on Neiman Marcus bonds. Uh, some of you would already know that I had an open play on Neiman Marcus bonds back in 2019, early part of 2019, late 2018. Um, the situation here is that Neiman Marcus is an over-leveraged company uh, that was uh, that the, the leverage came from uh, Ayers Management and the Canadian Pension Fund when they did the old school method of coming into a functioning business, stripping it of its um, assets, taking the money from those assets and letting what was left try to operate by itself and be profitable. Um, Neiman is potentially headed for bankruptcy. I don't think a bankruptcy actually comes about because uh, the creditors have an incentive to give some reprieve on the technical default. And this is what I mean. So Neiman owed some money late April. Oh, no, actually April 15th and uh, late March. They owned a bank uh, interest payment and then they owned a, owed a bond payment to uh, their investors. Since this payment did not happen, the bond sunk down to about anywhere from 49 cents on the dollar all the way up to 60 cents on the dollar for the senior bonds. I uh, mean, the secured bonds. This is obviously not a good thing for um, the debt structure, but I have a different opinion. I think this makes the bonds in play for the second time around. Last time I was buying the bonds at anywhere from 37 cents on the dollar all the way up until about 42 cents on the dollar, and they uh, exchanged those bonds uh, for longer maturity. So the bonds that I bought um, last year were to mature in 2021. They exchanged them for bonds that would mature in 2024, giving you a 14% yield. Uh, so that means that you roughly got 80 cents, 85 cents on the dollar roughly for the bonds. And that was amazing. It doubled my money. Now this go around, the issue is coming about that can they make it? You know, even, this is the second time around within a year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Can the company make it out and not file for bankruptcy? Well, they're lucky that this is extenuating circumstances and these extenuating circumstances play in favor in two ways. On one hand, what Neiman has been suffering for a long time is too many stores that they don't need that are unprofitable. The company has what over 44 or 40 has 43 stores that are just Neiman Marcus stores. Then it has an online boutique My Teresa, uh, two Bergdorf Goodman stores, and the Neiman Marcus Last Call stores, as well as um, a, another company, Herod Chow or something. I might have pronounced that wrong. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of debt on the books because there's underperforming assets. This bankruptcy with the coronavirus is going to force, if they get into a bankruptcy, or even if before they get into a bankruptcy, it's going to force some of the some of their landlords to have to take a haircut and have to cut down their lease term or allow them to get out of the lease altogether over the next few years. Neiman is hemorrhaging money 
terribly. They make $5 billion and their interest payments are damn near $5 billion. Like, it's crazy. They have to stop kicking the can down the road, get these debts and the assets to align. Right now, they have a creditor that is called Marble Ridge, right? Marble Ridge is a hedge fund. Marble is against the debt exchange, but they had to adhere to it because the majority of the owners of the firm, of, of the firm, excuse me, of the company wanted the debt exchange. And in return, when Marble Ridge saw that, they've sued for Neiman Marcus's most profitable asset, which is MyTeresa.com. Uh, in essence, it's just uh, designer clothes at a cheaper price, maybe overstock from uh, Neiman Marcus, however they get the items. But that's what they were suing for. That company's making a clean $1 billion plus, no issues. It is their most successful and profitable, and it is not collateralized within the debt structure. That is really big. That's got people, mostly Marble Ridge, up in arms. The majority of the creditors said, it's fine. If if you give us an exchange on this debt and you extend our debt term and you continue to pay us, we will not pursue court action like Marble Ridge. Okay, so they escape, they escape a bullet, right? Right back to the same issue. But there's a problem. The problem that is good and bad in this particular situation, like I was uh, stating earlier, is that on the bad side, what happens if they default? I'm sorry, not default, if they file for bankruptcy. What happens? Well, immediately if they're filing for bankruptcy, the bonds that would be trading at, what, anywhere from 60 to 40-something dollars right now would immediately, if they're not senior bonds, they're immediately worth 10 cents or they're worth nothing. And you hope that you get something out of them. However, you can be smart about the situation. You can bet that this will all work out even with a bankruptcy because you would get what is called a dip financing, debtor in possession financing, similar to um, similar to uh, my thesis on Dean Foods. You'll get a reorganization. You'll get a lot of the um, rental leases terminated and you'll probably see the company come right back out of things. Then there's one other place that the company could go. You could get a, a reorganization and you could get Hudson Bay to come and buy the company. Most people don't know this, but Hudson Bay owns Saks Fifth Avenue and for a long time, the two have been rumored to want to merge together and most people are not even, you know, aware that, that that it has come so close on the last restructuring. The CEO of Hudson Bay Co. is very interested in a merger happening, but with the coronavirus and Saks Fifth Avenue furloughing employees also, this isn't the time for it to happen. It's an unfortunate situation for Neiman because it could have been a saving grace. I still like the bonds, however. I'm I'm long the bonds. And I'm going to give you a very, very, very clear picture real quick as to why. I know that the podcast explains it, but it gives you some backstory as to what's going on with the company. Let me give you my why. 
My why in this particular situation is that they just refinanced these bonds. When I say they just refinanced these bonds, they refinanced these bonds last year. Uh, I want to say the middle of last year of 2019. You know, they they put out there um, over $200 million in bonds that have literally were just exchanged. And you're now going to default on those you can't even come back to market if you dare default on those bonds. The company has money currently. It's not where they don't have money. They're trying to preserve their cash because they don't know when um, America will be off lockdown and these stores can start to open again. Macy's is now saying that they'll, they want to start opening their stores in the next six weeks, um, taking us into June. And Neiman Marcus will probably follow behind but I'm sure demand will still be weak. When they get an opening, I feel that's when you will see them start to make their bond payments. You'll have these creditors have to adjust the bond indentures and the technical default aspects of the bonds because there's an extenuating circumstance. It's not something that they want to do, but they'll probably penalize them and uh, extend, extend the payment term, you know? Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. I think that the fact that the, the most recent exchanged bonds last year have a backstop, meaning that um, some holders of the bonds have the right that if the company or the new debt is not fully sold, then heirs and, and the Canadian pension fund will pay the difference in uh, what those new those bondholders own. So again, um, not to confuse you, but I'm just simply trying to say is that there's a backstop. If all the bonds are not sold and paid for, then heirs and the pension and the Canadian pension fund, heirs management of Canadian pension fund will backstop. Um, up to $100 million in loss. It gives people a, some form of, a, of an out to the situation. It's not the ideal and best situation. However, I'm very confident in it as I've traded it before. I'm not looking for the ideal and best situation. What I'm looking for is that the, stores, the store will reopen. Um, landlords will have to buck to what the company cannot pay. And um, you should see the bonds start to float back up in price. I, I, I estimate 10, uh, you know, 10 points easily. Um, it's not a trade for the faint of heart, but I've traded it before. I'm comfortable with it. I like the name. I think it exists the whole way through. Uh, and if a merger comes about at some point, which would be hard, I think, I haven't done the research on Hudson Bay. I will do it, and I'll and I'll continue to cover uh, Neiman. But if if Hudson is coming in with a leverage buyout with all this cheap money that's floating around the economy right now, it's just going to make it even more disaster. Unless the Hudson Bay company, different than Saks Fifth Avenue, but Hudson Bay, the clothing company, is so profitable that it can uh, bear the 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 burden of both of these behemoths. You know, luxury clothing is not something that is uh, very profitable. Uh, you'll have fashion houses that have their, you know, one to five, six years of high profitability. And then they'll fall off a cliff and make uh, losses for 
quite amount of time. Um, Neiman is in play. It is not something that is going to be easy for most people to decipher. I am comfortable with it. I am going to be long the bonds, um, but only the secured bonds. I don't mind paying, you know, 50, 60 cents on the dollar. I don't want to buy any. Last time I was buying unsecured bonds because I was comfortable. I don't want to buy any unsecured bonds. They need to be secured bonds, um, preferably. And um, look forward to uh, catching 10, 15, 20 points on them. I don't think that Neiman gets back into uh, 90 cents on the dollar. Um you know, so excuse me if I'm saying 20 points, but I know I can I can definitely catch somewhere in that neighborhood of uh, 10 to 15 points, um, depending on how low the bonds sink. Um, the The rating is junk, and similar to my last conversation that I was having in regards to the Fed taking over the muni bond market, and just where the bones were being buried in the economy with all this lending, it is to say that. The Fallen Angels triple B rated credit and below is where all the exposure is. And you're seeing that exposure here. Uh, however, wherever there's exposure, there is opportunity. And with so much backstopping being provided, I highly, highly, highly doubt that some names actually go into bankruptcy. I I wouldn't even doubt that Neiman Marcus got some of the SBA's um, paycheck, paycheck protection program money and just didn't say it. If the Lakers got it, I'm sure probably Neiman Marcus and some of these retailers got it, but they're just being very hush-hush on everything. Again, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Trade Talk. This is L.A. Aco. I hope this gave you some insight. Neiman Marcus bonds in play, buying the bonds long. They're at deep discount, which means big yields. I don't expect to collect on all the yields, but I do expect to catch a pop in the bonds price once um, interest payment is paid and guidance is given. Thank you again. Take care. Be safe. I hope everyone is healthy and not sick.